I welcome you to this episode of Adam and Evelyn Married Matters Podcast. I am your host, David Ayodele. Today, I am going to be talking to you on how to enjoy marriage despite your many differences. I believe surely that this piece is going to impact your family positively. You see, when individuals from completely different classes or backgrounds decide to get married, they discover that their views on practically everything are also likely different. And this can become a major source of continuous conflict in the marriage. The couple might have a hard time coming to an agreement on anything. Uh, When young people are in love, these differences between them might seem like they don't really matter. Lovebirds typically believe that their love is stronger than their differences. And this is because the early stages of a love relationship are usually leading with emotions rather than reason. And so they are so sure that everything is okay until they are married. And afterwards, usually, they, they are no longer so sure. What often results is that one of the married partners embarks on a mission to change the other and to mold them into the frame that they consider to be ideal. But most times, such efforts end in futility. Why? Because a fully formed human being is always extremely difficult to change. Now, when we try to call the attention of couples to their differences, I mean the the differences in their classes or in their background, this could be a very sensitive thing to do because many people don't want to talk about it. They don't even want to think about it because in their opinion, such issues are irrelevant. And to some people, it's probably offensive. But in my opinion, lots of tension in the family could be avoided. If class and background differences were taken into consideration before and during the marriage and grounds for reconciliation were sought, You know, people have issues in their marriages that seem to have spiritual roots. Things happen that they they just can't fathom where they are coming from. Problems upon problems. Both of them are very good people, both husband and wife, wonderful people. But they find it difficult to live peacefully together. I know some very good fellows whose marriages hit the rock. And we all wonder how it could have happened. Both of them are wonderful people that we know. I find that many times it is because class and background differences were never properly reconciled. Let's look at some scenarios. If you are from a wealthy background and your partner is from a struggling average home, the way both of you view money matters will certainly be different. The things that you consider to be necessities might represent extravagance to your spouse. They might see you as being wasteful while you see them as being stingy. And we know that money issues are some of the biggest problems in marriages. Look at another scenario. If your partner was brought up by folks who were sociable and extroverted, but your own parents were reserved and you were raised to be a reserved person, what your partner thinks is fun might seem to you like vanities. It thus becomes difficult to fully enjoy life together. Such differences, even though they look so insignificant, they could build huge tension in the family if they are not properly harmonized. 
Now, let's look at yet another scenario. If you are from a family where good education is considered to be very essential, and everybody in the family pursues higher education and careers, but your spouse's family believes that many routes will lead to success and that everyone is free to choose their path, you discover that you both might have unending conflicts about life pursuits, about the issue of career, and so on. The truth is that all couples have differences. But the differences between some are a lot more obvious than those of others. Now, you can either use your differences to your advantage, or you can allow them to destroy the marriage. You can choose to complain and criticize each other, or you can settle down to discuss and reconcile your class and background differences and reach reasonable compromises together. Let me tell you a little about my childhood. When I was young, my house was a beehive of people and activities. My siblings and I were never sure during the day how many people would sleep in our bedroom at night. It was that serious. Family and friends could show up to stay the night anytime without giving us prior notice. And that was just perfect with the family. But my wife, on the other hand, is from a more orderly background. This was a marked background difference between the two of us. For me, the constant presence of a crowd in the house is normal. But for my wife, it's a couple's privacy taken away. And that was only one of the several differences that we had. Now, my wife and I have been working on reconciling our differences for more than 21 years now. And we are not done yet. But we have made very good progress. We sit down from time to time to discuss some of these fundamental issues. Sometimes we hit a dead end, and then it is time to adjourn until another favorable time. Now, what has happened over these years? I have dropped some of the ideas that I firmly believed were perfect before. Things that were just perfect before I got married. Some of them, I don't do them anymore. However, I didn't drop them because someone knocked me into doing it. That would have produced no result whatsoever. It would rather have triggered my ego and strengthened my resolve to, to maintain the status quo. But I dropped those ideas because somewhere along the line, I became convinced in the course of our reconciliation attempts that I had the wrong ideas and she was right. You know, only foolish people cling to the wrong when they have seen clearly that this is what is right and I'm not foolish. My wife has also changed in a lot of ways. Sometimes I watch her do with so much excitement certain things that she would never have done like 15 years ago. And I smile to myself, feeling proud of my power of influence. You see, I'm helping my wife to make changes without actually attempting to change her. That is influence. While working to reconcile your differences, your focus should never be on changing your spouse. It should rather be on jointly establishing the best practices in your family. If your beliefs and lifestyles are so different from each other, don't insist that yours has to be right and your partner's wrong. Explore both together and decide on what's best for you. Now, no matter how certain you are that you are in the right, I tell you, you might discover at the end of the day that you are wrong. And I'm telling you that from personal experience. Always respect your partner's views and beliefs, even if you don't agree with them. 
Maybe you are usually the one that's right and your partner is usually wrong. But that does not mean that you will always be right and they always wrong. That's, that's impossible. You should also understand that reconciling differences is a process, not an exercise. Sometimes it takes a long, long time. So you both have to stay committed to it. Be intentional about refusing to allow your differences to divide you. Every married couple has them. Now, when you see families or couples uh, with very strong, sweet and peaceful marriages, the fact is that they have managed their differences well while working and reconciling them. You go ahead and do the same thing. Thank you for listening to me again today. I will see you next time. Once again, I am David Ayodele. Have a great day.